Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, you are going to be the Lilith. You're going to be the villain. You're going to be the drama. You're going to be the dark ass feminine bitch that you were placed on the earth to be because we're going to be talking all about the benefits of using shadow work. What's it all about? I'm going to give you some incredible ways to use it. I'm going to just show up and give you so much value and so much service that you're literally going to be like, if I pay this bitch, what is she going to do with me? She's going to turn my whole life upside down, inside out. But before we get started on this incredible shadow work journey, I want to talk about two things that are coming down the pretty pink pipeline, and that is Bitchapalooza and the second semester of Ambitious Academy. So Bitchapalooza, I know this is fucking wild because we're already talking about 2023, but here we are. We're in the age of Aquarius. Okay, honey, we are leveling up. We are ascending. Time is skewed. Have you guys like noticed that time is like either so fucking fast right now or it goes so slow? Like I was just talking to my online business manager, Kim Fox, the other day, and I was like, bitch, it is June almost. And she's like, I cannot believe that we just got through six months of 2022, like a blink of a freaking eye. So January of 2023 will be right around the corner. So I'm going to be dropping some incredible value for all of you ambitious out there in ambitious land. So I'm having this event. It's a three-day event. It's called Bitchapalooza. If you haven't already heard about it, go over to my Instagram at Katie Boyd Ambitious, or even better, go ahead and join the app. If you want to join the Ambitious app, just scroll down to wherever you are listening to this podcast to the show notes because the link for the app will be there. But all the inside track stuff, and I did a big, long video all about what Bitchapalooza entails, but it's a three-day event. It's January 6th, 7th, and 8th of 2023. Not only are we going to be doing some incredible deep dive spiritual work, we're going to be setting our goals for 2023. I'm going to give you all of the ways to make those goals happen so you can make 2023 your bitch. But we're also going to be having one of the hottest house DJs in Boston come spinning on the ones and twos. We're going to have a motherfucking pajama jammy jam. If you don't know what a pajama jammy jam is, you need to go back to like 1991 and watch some kid and play house party. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. And we're going to wear our best pajamas. I already have ordered about 10 full um, feedy pajamas for this night. <laughs> it's going to be fucking wild. Because when you do a lot of deep spiritual work, and you're going deep into the shadow, and you're uncovering a lot of shit, and you're realizing like why you haven't been living the life that you were put here to live and the life that is your birthright. It can be hard. It can be heavy. It can be difficult. So I always like to shake my tail feather after I do some really deep spiritual work. So we're going to be having a freaking dance party. 
We're going to be having dinners together, lunches together. You're going to be meeting women from all across the globe. And the price for the three-day event is $1,444. But if you get in on the inside track and you purchase your Bitchapalooza ticket on it's going to be for 48 hours. So listen to me right now. Clean the fucking potatoes out of your ears because this is serious shit. On June 6th, we're going to have a 48-hour open and close cart. And during those 48 hours, I'm going to be taking $444 off the top of the ticket to Bitchapalooza. So you'll end up, if you pay in full, be paying $1,000. And there's only 40 spots available. So once those 40 spots are sold out, that's it. We close it down. And if you don't purchase within that 48-hour period, the price is going to go up to $1,444 again. Now, mind you, we also have um, ways to pay in installments, which I can talk a little bit more about over on the app. So get your fucking credit cards ready to come in that 48 hours and purchase your Bitchapalooza ticket for that incredible discounted price. And the second thing I want to talk to you guys about quickly is we are going into our second semester of Ambitious Academy. Ambitious Academy is one of the most incredible things, if not the most incredible thing I've ever created in the history of my company. And I've been in this business for over 20 years. It has helped hundreds and thousands of women just to become their most ambitious self. So back in December of 2021, I did um, an open and close cart where people could get on for 48 hours and they could get this incredible discounted rate. And so the second semester is opening back up for the next installment of Ambitious Academy. And we're going to do the same exact thing. So we're going to have an open and close cart for 48 hours um, during the same time, the 6th through the 8th, because Mercury leaves retrograde, so we don't want to be doing anything during Mercury retrograde. So Mercury stations direct, so you can make purchases, you can sign contracts, you can do all that kind of stuff. So during that 48 hours of open-close cart, instead of it being either a monthly installment of one eighty nine ninety nine or a pay-in-full of $1,999, we are going to give you a, an incredible discounted rate. If you pay in installments for Ambitious Academy, it's going to be a discounted rate of $149.99 a month. Or if you pay in full for the discounted rate, it's going to be $1,599.99. You save a lot of money doing it that way. And again, that is both for Bitchapalooza and the second semester of Ambitious Academy is going to be June 6th through the 8th. And once the open and close car is done, then the prices go up to the higher price. And like I said, we only have 40 spots for um, for Bitchapalooza. And we only let a handful of students come in each semester to Ambitious Academy. So once that's done, that's done as well. So if you're like, I want to work with Katie and I want to work with all the Ambitches, how do I do it? The best way right now and to get this beautiful discount is either to get your Bitchapalooza on, which like I said, it's going to be happening January 6th, 7th and 8th of 2023, or join Ambitious Academy for that discounted rate, or do both. If you want to be a badass bitch, fuck, do both. Unless you're already in Ambitious Academy, then you just got to get your Bitchapalooza tickets. One of my girls, Brittany, was saying today, I'm going to be like camping out like a fucking junkie, like waiting for, you know, 
the sale of Bitchapalooza. And like that just makes my heart sing because I'm like, wow, these women really love what I'm giving them. And the bitchsterhood, the community that I've created with women from all over the world. And listen, I went through spiritual awakenings and I've had dark nights of the soul and I've gone through a lot during you know the last 15, 20 years of my life. And I know how it feels to feel totally alone, like you're psychotic, you're crazy, you're losing your mind. But I'm telling you right now, there's women from all over the globe that are like-minded and that are going through the same exact spiritual uplevelment and energetic uplevelment and mindset uplevelment that you're going through. And it's just so much better to be around like-minded, loving, compassionate women who are each other's cheerleaders, who truly desire to be a girl's girl. And that's what being ambitious is all about. It's about being in community with other bitches who are trying to be badder bitches than they were before. Okay. So keep your uh, eyes open and your ears clean for what is about to drop in a couple weeks. But if you're listening to this in real time, we're letting this out uh, the second, the, sorry, the third um, week in May. So you have two weeks to get it together um, for that open and close cart for both Bitchapalooza and Ambitious Academy semester two. Yes. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Fuck me in the ass. By the way, anytime you come on this podcast and you listen and you're like, wow, this bitch swears. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, this is wrong. This is my opinion. This is free. I do this out of the goodness of my heart. I'm recording this on a Sunday. Most of my friends are at brunch drinking their fucking body weight in rose. And I'm in my fucking basement in my podcast room with no bra on. Uh, titties just hanging down to my kneecaps like two empty tube socks with golf balls at the end in my robe doing this for you. So if you don't appreciate it and you don't like what I have to say, you know where you can go. Go in that bathroom, fill up a tub with some bubbles and some fucking rose petals and put a little fucking genuine on and go fuck yourself. My won't it, my pony. Uh-huh. Oh God, I miss that shit. I miss those jams. I miss those jams. But seriously, guys, like everyone takes themselves so seriously. I get all these fucking emails like, what you're saying is wrong because actually um the Pluto and um Uranus is in conjunction. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Okay. I do this out of the goodness of my heart. And I know what I'm doing is incredible. And the ambitious movement is a real motherfucking thing. So if you don't like it, you don't have to be part of the bitch to hood. It's okay. It's okay. Because we need less negative energy in our space. And we need more bitches that want to up level their motherfucking lives. Okay. So I don't want to hear any of your excuses. I don't want to hear any of your victimhood. I don't want to hear any of the reasons why you can't afford to do something or you're just not ready or your car broke down and you can't afford. Shut the fuck up. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Because this, if you want to just be a mediocre bitch for the rest of your life, go ahead be mediocre, but don't put your mediocre fucking fart juice all up in my grill. Go and do that somewhere else with all the other people who are mediocre motherfuckers. Okay. We do not have time for mediocrity in ambitious land. Okay. So if you don't want to be mediocre anymore, you're going to listen to this podcast and you're going to start doing some motherfucking shadow work. In Ambitious Academy, we do so much shadow work. It's insane. 
And a lot of times, you know, the girls are like, oh my God, this is such hard work. Yeah, bitch, it is hard work. It's hard work to be fucking great. It's hard work to be the HBIC of your life. It's hard work to be ambitious. It's hard work to be a badass motherfucking bitch. Okay? So stop. Collaborate and listen. Okay? The bitch is back with the brand new edition of Ambitious, the podcast. And we're going to be talking about shadow work today. So let's get to it. Okay, let's talk about the benefits of shadow work and how to use it on your spiritual awakening, in your enlightenment. So if you've never heard the term shadow work before, I'm going to break it down for you guys today. If you have, just bear with me. But even if you have heard about shadow work, I just really think it's smart to listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth and understand why we're doing it in the first place. And this work is uncomfortable. It's going to dredge up a lot of uncomfortable feelings for you. It's going to make you feel some sort of way. But anything that makes you feel uncomfortable that's abrasive to you is actually what you need and I need to level the fuck up. Because let me tell you something, nothing good comes from a comfort zone. Zero. All right. So we all have these traits that we're proud of, right? And then we have traits that we don't feel so confident about, right? These traits that make us feel not so fresh. And some of these traits that we actually carry within ourselves may trigger or embarrass us. So because of that, we hide them from public view. These parts make up our shadow self. And that shadow self is just itching and clawing and scratching to get out because that is really what's going to make us all grow. And when we let that shadow part of ourselves out, it also helps us know like who's really here for us and who's just along for the ride. I have so many people in my life over the years who have just like hung out with me because, you know, who I am and what I can do for them or they think I'm a certain way. And if they really knew who I was, then there would be a very different story. And the more that I let my shadow self out and the more that I played with my darkness out in public view, the more that I became polarizing to people. And the more polarizing you are to people in your life, the more people that you know who are truly here for the long haul. Like if I act wild in front of my husband, and I let my shadow self out and I'm like really raw and real and down and dirty and nitty gritty and he still stays with me, that's how you know someone is is there for the right reasons. Like my husband will always say to me, I love you no matter what. I love you no matter what. And that's important. And you might have a lot of people in your life that are like, when your shadow parts come out, they're like, ooh, this is too much for me. And like, you know, I always say, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. And sometimes it's beautiful when you let your shadow self out because guess what? It's like the trash takes itself out. It's like the trash takes itself out. Now, it's not always easy to come to terms with our shadow. And many people tend to repress these hidden parts of themselves to avoid having to confront the dark side. Even though the shadow still exists, it gets pushed back and forgotten. But repressing your inner shadows can have dangerous consequences. I see this so much with my clients that I work one-on-one with. I see this so much in a lot of the women that I do Ambitious Academy with 
or that I've you know done healing sessions with, most of the problems that they have in their life is because they do not allow their shadow selves to come forward. They're only wearing that mask of perfectionism and look at me, I'm enough and I'm a people pleaser and like me and like, you know, roll me over a barrel and fuck me in the ass with no lube because I'm just going to take it. No, it's not appropriate and I'm not available for that energy. And you out there in a bitches land should not be available for that energy either. Most often the shadow manifests as our triggers. So our triggers are the emotional reactions that we haven't fully dealt with. But those triggers every so often will bubble up to the surface under the right and wrong circumstances. And it takes training and self-awareness and guidance and courage and bravery to help you face your shadow self in healthy ways. And this is why shadow work exists in the first place. Shadow work is designed to help you integrate and accept every single part of yourself so that you can live and thrive with more clarity and be your most authentic, or as we call it in ambitious land, your most ambitious self. When you play with your shadows is actually when you can step up and be the head bitch in charge of your magical fucking life. So now I'm going to explore with you what the shadow work actually means, how you can benefit, and how you can start practicing shadow work for yourself. So let's talk about what actually is your inner shadow. So your inner shadow is is composed of parts of you that you subconsciously reject. Now I'm going to get a little nerdy here. We're going to talk about some Carl Jung stuff. We're going to talk about some psychology stuff. So don't let it go too over your head and between your legs. Like bear with me because as you guys know, I'm an Aquarius and I and I'm very esoteric, but I'm also super nerdy. And I always desire to bring forth like the real shit. Because a lot of people will be like, well, that's nice because it's esoteric, but like, where's the facts? Well, here are the facts from the experts that have been doing this work for, you know, 50 to 100 years. So shadow work actually started with psychologist Carl Jung. So Carl Jung, J-U-N-G. And he popularized the idea of the shadow self or inner shadow that he sometimes calls it. And he defined the collective unconscious with these eight different, they're called Jungian archetypes. So I'm going to go over the eight Jungian archetypes just quickly. So the first of the eight is called the self. And that's the center of the personality or the psyche. And that's your conscious awareness. That's your conscious awareness. The next one, the second one is your shadow, which is the dark and emotional aspect of your psyche. The third is the anima an image of an idealized woman that draws people into their feminine side. Then it's the animus, a part of you that has the capacity for reflection and self-knowledge. So reflection and self-knowledge. The next is your persona. And this is the mask that you wear to show the world while you protect your inner self, right? Like how many of us right now have like 10 different personas? We have all of these different masks that we wear all the time, right? Like I'm the mother, I'm the wife, I am the sister, I'm the daughter. This is my job and this is what I do for work, but it becomes like part of who we are. And this is how I act with my friends. And this is how I act with people that I bump into at the grocery store. And this is how I act on social media. But none of those people are who you truly are. And this is what fucks us up, guys. The next is called the hero. 
And that's the part of your psyche that can overcome evil and destruction, which we all have. Even if you are a pussy ass bitch, you still have this hero energy within you. And the seventh is the wise old man or the wise old woman. And it's a personification of the self that contains your wisdom. It's that crone energy, right? Like I always will say to myself when I'm making a decision, okay, what would Katie Boyd at 88 years old think or do or say in this particular situation over Katie at 41 or Katie when she was 20 or Katie when she was 15? And last but not least, the eighth is the trickster. And that's the childish part of your psyche that needs like that constant gratification, right? We all have it. We all have it. And Jung defined the shadow archetype as the dark and emotional side of your personality or psyche. And he also defined it as inferior or immoral, but this isn't always the case. So for example, say that you're often teased for being talkative as a child, which by the way, this was me. I was always, I went to Catholic school. I went to Our Lady of Lord, Her Lady of Lords and taught in Massachusetts. And I was always that little fucker in kindergarten that like just wanted to talk and talk to my friends and crack jokes and whatever. And they would always move my seat to the back of the room. I don't know if this ever happened to you. Or I would get in trouble and I would have to go in the corner. I would have to face the fucking wall in front of the whole classroom. Oh my God. I think about this now and I'm like, this is like fucking child abuse. But no one cared because like my parents went through the same stuff and their parents went through the same and that's just how it went, right? So say that you were really talkative as a, as a child and people teased you and they just like always berated you or you were punished for being talkative as a child. So believing that you quote unquote talk too much, you start to retreat within. And then what happens is you weigh every conversation to see if you did it again, right? Like it's like, I I do this all the time. Like I'll go to a party and like I was just at a party with a bunch of new girlfriends yesterday and I was talking about all these different things, you know, like because you're just getting to know people. And then like I'll get in my car and I'll be like, oh my God, you overshared. You shared too much. Why did you say that? These people probably think you're a creep. Now, mind you, I like exchanged phone numbers with a couple of ladies at the party and they don't think I'm a creep. They actually want to be my friend and they want to hang out with me. And we actually had a lot in common. But even though I'm super fucking confident, you guys know that I'm super confident, I still will do this to myself. And someday, and then what happens is like one day, someone will make like this innocuous comment while you're like preparing for like a presentation. And like, let's just say you're preparing for a presentation. And then like the person who hired you to to speak to this group of people will say, you know, like, be careful not to put too many words on that slide. And then like what happens is you become so furious, like, why is this person saying this to me? Do, do they think I talk too much? Do they think I'm too verbose? Do they think I like, you know, use too many wor- like big words? Like it's happening again, it's happening again. And then all of a sudden you want to punch this person in the face because you're like, fuck you, bitch. Like I'm trying to get ready for this goddamn thing and you're talking shit to me on the side and now I'm triggered because now I'm nervous and now I'm like judging everything that I say. So the question here is why? The question here is why? Like it wasn't the comment, the presentation, or even whether or not there were too many words on like whatever slide that you're putting up in your in your presentation. It was really truly the part of you that was emotionally invested in not being like a chatty Kathy. So deep down in the darkness in the recesses of your soul, you have this some scar, you have this stamp that's like, don't be too big, don't talk too much, don't put yourself out there too much. 
And then anything that happens that threatens the way you present yourself to the world, and that is brings your shadow self into the light, will be seen as a threat to your identity and ultimately your safety. Yes, guys, it's that serious. So that one comment that someone made to you about being too chatty or putting too much stuff on your slides or whatever, actually deep down inside on a primordial level will threaten your very existence on this planet and will threaten your safety. Because back in the day, if like when we lived in tribes, if someone did something wrong in the tribe, you know what they would do? They'd kick you the fuck out in the middle of winter. And you would fucking probably starve to death or like die from the elements. So even though that's not quote unquote true nowadays, it it is on a primordial reptilian shadow subconscious level. Does that make sense? So what makes up your shadow depends on what you subconsciously reject within yourself. And so we usually hear this come up as negative self-talk. And often these rejected parts of ourselves are the result of childhood experiences. So that's why, guys, if you haven't already bought the book, Ambitious, head over to KBMFC, which is my website. And you can also scroll down into the show notes and go over to purchase a copy of your book because one of the best things to do for shadow work is do the inner child healing meditation that I have created in the book. I also have the inner child healing meditation on my app, the actual video. So if you want me to like personally read the inner child healing to you, I will. It's already recorded. But start, that's one of the things, and we're going to get to how to really do shadow work, but that's one of the biggest things when you start realizing like all your faulty programming with your shadow happened usually between the ages of zero and seven. That's when we're most malleable. That's when our brain grooves are most most malleable because so many of the things that happen to us as children, I was just doing a video on my app last week about money mindset and how to break through money blocks. And so many of the women that I was having a conversation with, and also that is also on the app, it's already recorded. You just scroll down and you'll find it right on the main um, part of the, the Ambitious app. But so many of the money mindset things that people had, like we were just chatting about like when it happened. They were all like, oh, I was in kindergarten and I was at the store and I asked my mom for a thing of Tic Tacs and she said, you know, we can't afford that. Only rich people can afford that. Or, you know, I needed $30 to go on a field trip when I was in third grade. Um, But my mom would say to me like, oh, you know, or my dad said, you know, we can't afford that. Like money doesn't grow on trees. Like, what do you think I made of money? And then all of this stuff creates our shadow self. And then what happens is, and I'm just talking about money because we don't heal that inner child we end up being really bad with money as we get older. So we're always, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck. We're always broke. We're always repeating things like we can't, I can't afford that. Like money doesn't grow on trees. Like I am always broke. I'm not good with money and all these different things. And all of this is comes from your child self and your shadow self that was created during mostly the years zero through eight. Now, I'm not saying that a lot of shadow stuff doesn't come after the fact, but most of the damage is done during those very malleable times of our childhood. So how does your inner shadow affect you? Let's talk about that. So your shadow side can have a negative impact on your well-being when you ignore it and when you reject it. This part of yourself craves to be understood and explored. This is because it was ignored and possibly shamed throughout your life. 
even if it was less dramatic and we don't feel mentally and emotionally at our best when our shadow is not integrated into our self, which is to say when the shadow and self are far apart. So when you ignore your shadow, ladies, your shadow will actually find ways because it's very, very, very manipulative and it's very tricksty. It's very tricksty, okay? So it will find ways to make you aware that it exists and it will be heard or bad things are going to happen, right? So here's when your shadow is ignored. These are the things that can come up for all of us. So it can lead to issues of self-loathing, of poor self-esteem, being self-deceitful and also being very deceitful to others. It can lead to anxiety, depression, very offensive triggering behavior towards others. It can make you struggle to have healthy relationships and long-term relationships with others. Like I see a lot of people that have um, hardcore repressed shadows are always like jumping from like one friendship and one job and one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next. And I'm just like, bitch, you got to do shadow work. And they're like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, fuck, okay, fuck, fuck you. And your horse that you rode in on just keep being a mediocre bitch. It can also lead to self-sabotage, which I think right now, in my opinion, is one of the biggest issues facing the women that I work with. They are such self-saboteurs, and it's really because they have been, they have been repressing their shadows for so fucking long. And that can also lead to like just self-absorption and an inflated ego. But the inflated ego is actually a defense mechanism because you actually really don't think very highly of yourself whatsoever, but you like get pompous and you get you like pump yourself up like a cock on the walk, right? To be like, look at me, look at me, but it's really just a call or a cry for help. You see this a lot on social media. Like I have a lot of clients that I know are not living their best lives and they're self-saboteurs, they're leading very mediocre lives. And then on social media, you would think that they were the fucking, you know, Princess Jasmine flying on a fucking magic carpet with Aladdin. And it's just bullshit. They're just inflating themselves so they can like have this outward persona of look at me like my life is perfect and everything is perfect, which actually is like putting a Band-Aid on like a femoral artery hemorrhage. And they just don't understand it. And usually when people come to me, they're at a place in their life where it's just like everything, I've tried everything and nothing works. And that's when I'm like, okay, let's do the hard shit. And that's why I always tell people like, don't reach out to me and don't fucking waste my time unless you are ready to do the hard shit. Like if you want to do the McDonald's drive through with spirituality and you want someone else to heal you, go find that person because it is not me. Like I am hardcore when I work with my people, but guess what? I get shit done. Like when people work with me, they change their whole motherfucking lives, like sometimes in a day. But they have to then take what I taught them and keep integrating it and into their everyday lives. And they also have to work really hard on deprogramming the old programming. And I'm not the McDonald's drive-thru of motivation and transformation and up-levelment. And I'm just not. So just don't even waste my time. Like you guys know that you can do a clarity call with me. If you are desired to do a clarity call, you can just go down into the show notes and book a clarity call. It's totally free. We get on the phone together and we talk about your goals and your hopes and your dreams and aspirations and what you desire to change about yourself and how I can help you. But I've been getting a lot of clarity calls lately of people that are just being broke-ass hoes and they are just like not ready to do the hard work. And they just... Are, it's not a good fit. So do not come to me and waste my time 
do not come to me unless you are ready to take your life to the next level in every way, shape, and form. Okay? So I am the like five-star Michelin restaurant and these other motherfuckers are the McDonald's drive through So if you want a dollar value meal and you want to supersize that shit, go to the other person because I am not the bitch to fuck with. Okay? Let's get back to the shadow work. All right. So when you reject your shadow, you may also be projecting your shadow onto others. And projection happens when you see things in others that you subconsciously recognize within yourself. And those parts make you uncomfortable. And as a result, you can seek to judge or punish others who reflect these traits. Um, The other day, my husband, God bless him, he got into a fight with this guy that has been doing work on our land. And my husband got so triggered by this guy. Like he my 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 husband is like literally the nicest guy ever. I like God bless him. He's a sweetie pie. But like don't fuck with him. Like don't push him because he can get gangster real quick. Cause remember, like my husband and I were both gangsters back in our previous lives. Okay. And we've worked really hard on, you know, leveling up and fixing all those like dark traits in ourselves, doing the shadow work. But every so often, like that shit rears its ugly head. So my husband and this guy got into kind of like a disagreement and my husband told him like, you know, I don't like you, like, do not come on my land anymore. Like, if you want to talk to me, it was, he was like, now no one goes through me. You want to talk to me? You go through Huey. He was like fucking Denzel Washington in that movie. I can't remember what the movie is, but it's like, he was pulling that shit and then he couldn't stop talking about it all day. Like he just kept beating this fucking dead horse. And I was like, Matthew, what in this person that you just said these things to is actually a trigger for you because there's something in him that is aggravating you and whooping you up and triggering you because there's those parts of him that are gross and ugly and mean and fucked up and deviant and, you know, scummy are also in you. And those parts are also in me. And those things are also in all of you out there in ambitious land. So when you start realizing, oh, this triggered me, and I had a whole conversation with my husband that I'm not going to go too in depth with because some things in our relationship are sacred. But um, he was like, oh my God, you're so right. Like, he reminds me of the desperate, the desperate person I used to be when I was like younger and I didn't have a lot of money. And I was just like kind of like scrounging and grinding all the time and trying to like, you know, we call it playing the shell game. You ever see that game where like someone puts like a shell under like three cups and they move them all around? You know, we've all been like that before because my husband and I came from nothing. So a lot of what we had until we started doing this deep work on ourselves came from being very super competitive and it wasn't from being super uh, creative, right? And then he felt so much better because I helped him with this whole projection shadow work because he was actually projecting his own shit into this person. And nobody should be able to steal your joy and your peace from you. If someone can do that to you, like it is on you, it's not on them. You are giving your power away to that person. And I was like really disappointed in my husband because I was like, dude, you're smarter than this. Don't fucking do this shit. So what actually is shadow work? So this is the meaning of shadow work. Shadow work is working with your unconscious mind to uncover the parts of yourself that you repress and hide from. This can include trauma or parts of your personality that you subconsciously consider undesirable. Anyone can do shadow work on their own. However, and I'm going to put this out there, consider seeking out a licensed therapist or someone who 
is very versed in shadow work. I do a lot of this in Ambitious Academy. I do a lot of this in my VIB, my very important bitch full day immersions. I do a lot of this in my one-on-one mentorship mistress mind coaching. I do a lot of shadow work in my events. So, you know, you may want to go see a therapist that specializes in shadow work, or you may want to come over to the ambitious side of the of the road and do some work over here. I am going to give you guys some some shadow work as well to start on your own. Um, but what happens is when the shadow stuff starts coming up, it's really important to have a good um, a good foundation of people around you that can help support you as you go through and release like this heavy energy, because a lot of shadow work can be. It can make you very sad. It can make you very angry because that's just what shadow work does sometimes. Um, you will release a shit ton of stuff, but it's nice to have like a good support team around you. I'm just throwing it out there. So anything that you do, like enter at your own risk with this. Um, and like I said, if you are seeking support, you're more than welcome to reach out to me and to the other women in Ambitious. So what's the goal of shadow work? So when you start doing it, what do you actually desire to get from it, right? Like what is the end game? So remember this, your shadow isn't a flaw and it's not a mistake. It's actually just a natural part of who you are and everyone has this. Everyone in the world, no matter who they are, even the people that you deem as saints and you know whatever, they have shadow sides too. And shadow work is at heart about developing self-awareness and ultimately self-acceptance and compassion. Shadow work is often, you know, used with a combination of different modalities. So therapy, spirituality, things like that. And it helps you see different parts of yourself. And for people who have been especially good at avoiding their shadow, for instance, because it's too far different from their own perception or desired impression, shadow work is really truly about acknowledging the existence of the shadows and getting curious about exploring them. And for those whose shadow is associated with trauma, this type of work really can help you work through trauma and embrace the parts of yourself that's been suppressed or shamed throughout your life. And we all have it. I don't care who you are and where you grew up and what your family of origin was like and what your ancestry looks like. Everyone has it. So when you accept your shadow self, it's awesome because you can really start to see how your thoughts and emotions influence your behavior. And when you're aware of this, you can take control and empower yourself to live life more deliberately and consciously, which is what being ambitious is all about. And when you do this work, you can truly start to show up as your most authentic self and then truly become the HBIC of your magical fucking life because you all deserve it. Each and every one of us deserve to be ambitious. So I want to go over some benefits of shadow work. So, you know, when you practice shadow work, you can really truly benefit by doing this work in several different aspects in so many different ways. So number one is you're going to gain more self-confidence and you're going to gain more self-esteem. And what's so great is when you really start to heal these, these shadow parts of yourself, you can show up more confidently. And when you show up as the full version of yourself with no fucks given, with your shadow and all, that is true empowerment. That is stepping into your power. That is taking your power back. And that is really truly what ambitious is all about. And so when there's no more hidden self-doubt, and there's no parts of yourself that you may dislike or even loathe anymore, 
that means you can really truly move forward to achieve your goals. All these people who are trying to create these abundant goals and these like lofty goals, I get so like, I get so frustrated because so many of them, they don't want to do the healing work that comes with this. They want to just do the goals and they want to just like go a hundred miles an hour at a brick wall. And then they come to me and they're like, I don't know why I can't achieve this goal. Like it's not that hard. And I'm like, babe, because you haven't healed these parts of yourself yet. These parts end up being like wedges or roadblocks that get in your way of achieving the goal. So for example, if you're like, I desire to be a millionaire. Okay. Let's just something easy to talk about. If you have all these shadow parts of yourself, that's like, you know, money is unattainable for me. Um, Money is the root of all evil. Um, People who are filthy rich, right? Like filthy lucre, or they say in the Bible, and I'm obviously, you know, I love to butcher the Bible, but they say like, it's easier to get a camel through the eye of a needle than a rich man to heaven. So then we're brainwashed from our family of origin and our and our ancestry and those first like seven years of our lives that like, um, you know, I'm broke, money doesn't grow on trees, only rich people can afford that, rich people are bad, it's there's um there's more to life when you're, you know, in poverty, like, you know, what is it like the the meek shall inherit the earth, like all this crap that we've been brainwashed to think, none of it's true. So when these people are doing all this work and they're fucking working their tits off and they can't attain the money, it's because they have this shadow part of themselves that says all the things that I just said. So the best thing to do is when you're trying to attain a goal, no matter what your shadow is saying or what kind of shadow you're dealing with, you have to do the healing work first before you go out and attain the goal. Does that make sense, guys? Because I really want to get this through a lot of your fucking thick skulls because people come to me all the time and I'm like, bro, it's because you haven't healed these parts of yourself. Do the work. I know it's hard. I know it's fucking, I know it's uncomfortable. But until you break down and say, okay, I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to do this work. You're probably, what could take you a year with a coach would take you 10 years without one, you know? So the next thing that it will do is it really improves your creativity. I know this sounds crazy, but it does because your shadow doesn't just hide traits that people consider undesirable. It can also hide amazing parts of yourself like your creativity and accepting your shadow means you get to embrace your creative side. So instead of suppressing your darker self, you can fully tap into all the unique expressions it actually hides. And the third one is it helps you build better relationships, healthier relationships with others. So only when you fully love and accept yourself can you fully love and accept others. When you tame your projections, you can see others for who they truly are. You no longer see them as projections of the side of you that you dislike. And as a result, you can build stronger bonds with them. And the next is it helps you practice self-acceptance. You really, you know, you can get rid of all the self-loathing you may unconsciously have when you repress your shadow, but you can only do this by fully accepting that side of yourself and practicing self-awareness. Accepting your shadow means accepting and feeling self-compassion for every aspect of yourself. It won't necessarily come easily and it will not come automatically. Like this is work in progress, but beginning the shadow work opens the door for you to actually get to that place. The next thing it really does is it helps discover your hidden talents 
And, you know, you can use shadow work to uncover what people call the gold in your shadow bags. This is like a thing that Jung talks about a lot. And so in other words, your inner strengths and resources that you didn't realize you had before. Some people may fear that their shadow contains too much darkness for them to overcome, but in most cases, this golden shadow takes up most of the space and it just never has an opportunity to, to come out and, you know, jam out with their clam out and rock out with their cock out, you know? And so shadow work can tempt this side of yourself out of hiding and allow you to step into everything that you can really do. It's so true, guys. Like you have no idea what this can do for you. Next, and this is really important too, it can improve your overall health and wellness. So repressing your shadow can lead to all sorts of problems. You may not even realize that these problems stem from a repressed side of yourself until you're ready to face the shadow. Shadow work can help you take control of your wellness journey by starting at the root. Instead of addressing specific wellness issues like anxiety or unhealthy relationships or food issues or laziness, shadow work can actually tackle their root causes. You know, I talk a lot about this too. Um, If you haven't already listened to my chakra, I think it was a trilogy um, a couple months ago where I talked about how, you know, you can have pain in your body that's just trapped emotion. You can have pain in certain parts of your system or become sick or have like, you know, high blood pressure or high cortisol or have chemical imbalances in your brain or hormonal imbalances. And, you know, the doctors in Westernized medicine will say, oh, you know, that's because you eat too much bacon or, oh, that's because you're stressed out and, or you smoke. And it's like, actually, none of that has to do with it. It's actually trapped emotions and repressed shadow. So that's why it's so important to not only heal the energetic, spiritual, psychological sides of yourself, but also your meat puppet. You know, you can't do much if you're sick all the time. When you're in pain all the time, you really can't achieve much because you're focused on the pain. And I talk a lot about this with Outwitting the Devil and how Napoleon Hill talks about how the devil keeps you in hypnotic rhythm. And one of the ways that he keeps you in hypnotic rhythm is, you know, sickness, illness, and disease. Because when you're sick, when you're ill or you're diseased, you can't level up. You can't be ambitious. You can't be wealthy. You can't be all the things that is your birthright because you're too busy focusing on my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. Do you know what I'm saying? The next one is it increases your compassion towards others. So shadow work helps you reduce projection when you interact with others in your life. So you're less likely to be triggered by other people's personality traits and their quirks and their little like off parts about themselves. And, you know, this can really help you feel more compassionate towards others. And, you know, you no longer see the dark side of yourself reflected in other people. And instead, you can see them as a whole. And when you see someone as whole, they're more, you know, and you understand like these people are just like me and they're, they're, they have their own fucking battles to face. You know, I've had a lot of um, fights with my mom over the years and now it's like I've done all this work and I'm like, oh my God, she was just trying her best, man. She didn't have the tools that I had. She didn't have them. God bless her for becoming who she is because she didn't have the tools. And now I have an amazing relationship with my mom. My mom is my best friend again after years of just a tumultuous relationship because I did this work. And the last thing is you have better clarity, just overall better clarity. You know, shadow work gives you better clarity on how your thoughts, emotions, and feelings lead you to act the way that you do. And when you have this information, you can show up, like I said, with more clarity, more authenticity, 
and to be the HBIC of your shadow work life, right? So the next thing I want to really just touch upon is is really brief, but I want to say, is shadow work right for you? This is a good question because a lot of people come to me and say, like, is this good for me? Everyone has a shadow, right? Everybody. Remember I was saying before, I don't care who you are. You can be like motherfucking Teresa. You have a shadow. And even if you have heard about it through a different name, it doesn't have to be associated with something dramatic or bad. But the more you can integrate yourself and the shadow, the more healthy that you'll feel. And I really truly believe that shadow work is crucial in your personal development and in your uplevelment and creating your most ambitious life. It just is. And it really helps you become the best version of yourself, right? It says in the Bible, like, um, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow, but on the other side is the light. That's the thing is like everyone wants to go around the valley, underneath the valley and over the valley. They have to, but you have to go through the valley and you have to go through that darkness to come to the light. And that's what the shadow work is really, truly all about. Now, listen, I am going to give you guys some great shadow work prompts here just to start your shadow work journey. And you'll know if it's right for you. But honestly, I think it's good for everybody, everybody. So this is how you're going to start shadow work in your own life. So if everything that I said above, right, everything I said before in this podcast, if it resonates with you, let's start doing your shadow work. And like I said, you want to go deeper, join Ambitious Academy or, you know, reach out to me for a clarity call and we can really dissect what you probably need. And I hate to use the N word, but I'm going to say need because you don't know until you know. So you can do this successfully on your own. But like I said, it's really, really, really um, important to have a good foundation and a good support system around you. So like I said, the number one thing is here is decide if you're going to seek therapy or if you're going to do shadow work on your own or if you're going to do shadow work in a group or with someone who's like a trained person in this, right? Um, the, the thing about working with a trained professional is they, if they're really good, they can spot patterns within you that you may not be aware of. And that's what I like to do with people. I like to hold the, the mirror up to them and be like, see what you're doing again? See how this is coming up? See how this is something that like is a pattern? It's a habit. It's a behavior. And a lot of people don't like that. They're like, I hate you. I hate you, Katie. You're such a bitch. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is ambitious. I didn't really say it was like blow smoke on my clit podcast, you know, like it, or uh, blow smoke up my booty hole fucking working together. This is like hard work. And, I, and I'm a bitch. <laughs> but I, I'm a bitch because I just feel like everyone else is like love and light and like love, peace and hair grease. And like that's love, peace and hair grease does not make the world go round. Okay. The dark shit the heavy shit, the mean shit, the shit that jars you out of your fucking hypnotic rhythm is what is going to make you have these awakenings. No one came to me and said, oh my God, I was just getting gently rocked on a willow tree branch and I had this aha moment. No, bitch. It's like my fucking coach told me that I was being a fucking asshole and I woke the fuck up because she held the mirror up to me or he held the mirror up to me. That's what's important. The next thing I want you to do when you start your shadow work is practice spotting your own inner shadow. So to do this, you can um, really start by spotting habits, habits that you may have. Habits can be good, right? But habits can also be bad. And what patterns you tend to replicate repeatedly in your life that is holding you back. 
like I said, go back to the first part of the podcast. We were talking about self-sabotage, self-loathing, negative self-talk, like broke ass language, like all the shit that comes up. You should also pay attention to your triggers to spot your shadow. So triggers, again, they remind us of our past trauma, which is usually associated with your shadow. And those triggers are messages, if you will, or they're red flags or they're warning signs, right? It's like warning, 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 your shadow, your shadow, your shadow. And people just go, oh, that's not my shadow. And it's like, yes, it is. And you can also finally spot your shadow by noticing when you're projecting. And one way you can do this is by using what I call the mirror technique. And this technique can be uncomfortable at first. However, it can allow you to uncover who your shadow self really is. So to practice this technique, pay attention to how you think and how you feel when you interact with others. And when negative feelings come up, ask yourself, is this this person or is this me projecting? So here's like a little example. So let's just say you're talking to a friend, you're chatting with a friend, and they start taking over the conversation, which by the way, I have so many people in my life that do this. Like I talk to people all the time. They literally never ask me if I'm how I'm doing. They don't want to hear anything about my life. It's like I have this energy about me where people just think they could just like dump on me and talk like about their own shit. And then like when it's my turn to be like, oh, and I'm doing well and this is happening in my life. They're just like, okay, we're done. I got to go. I'm like, okay. I don't have that many people like that anymore, but I still do have a couple people here and there that do this. So let's just say you're chatting with a friend and they start taking over the whole conversation and you're like fucking struggling to even just like get a ooh or an ah into the freaking conversation. And so what happens is, you know, we start to judge this behavior and we start to get upset like, wow, this person's a fucking jerk off, right? Like, why won't they let me talk? Why don't they care about what's happening in my life? Like, are they using me? So all these things start bubbling up to the surface. So you're judging it. It's upsetting you, right? But this could be a projection of shame that you feel when you want to speak up and you don't. Do you see how that works? So playing that mirror game with yourself is going to help you. The next one is think back to your childhood. Like I said before, get the book Ambitious for that inner child healing meditation. Go over the Ambitious app and get that inner child healing meditation and start doing it and start seeing where your shadow came up. So thinking back to your childhood helps you explore what parts of you that may have been treated as bad or not enough or lesser when you were a child. So which emotions were you punished for having? You know, like I don't cry. And I remember when I was little, my mom would like, you know, do something or whatever. We'd get into like a little fight and I would start crying. And my mother would say like, I'll give you something to cry about or like stop fucking crying or don't be a baby and things like that, which at the time my mother was probably so fucking overwhelmed and so stressed out. I mean, she was a young mom, like she was just trying her best. And what we don't understand is like by saying that to our children, it now makes us say to ourselves, okay, I can't cry. I can't get upset. I can't show emotion because that means I'm being a pussy. It means that I'm not good enough. It means that I'm not worthy. My emotions are not worthy. My emotions aren't, are meaningless. And so what happens to me is I don't cry a lot. Like I have to get really fucked up. And usually when I cry, I'm like more angry than sad. Um, but I don't cry a lot. And what happens is all these motions get trapped in my body and it starts to create illness and disease and stagnation and anxiety and depression and all the things that I was talking about before. So think about which emotions from your childhood were you punished for having. And many children get told to like, 
get over their anger or get over their sadness, right? And then as a result, those emotions get repressed. And then we grow up believing that we are bad or that they are bad and we are bad for having those types of emotions. And the next one is avoid shaming or being ashamed of your shadow. So what happens is some people might say that our shadow longs for validation and our shadow longs for acceptance, but really your shadow is you and we all long to feel whole and we all desire to feel enough and we all, like that's just innate, it's human nature, right? We all deserve to be integrated. We all deserve to be sovereign and whole and complete in our lives. It's actually our birthright. So when we embrace our shadow and we have some compassion for ourselves, we realize that like, oh my God, we're we're not bad like we thought we were, right? So remember this, guys, it's tough not to feel accepted and included, especially by your own fucking self. It's bad enough to not feel accepted and included by others, but can you imagine we're all walking around not even accepting our own selves? So practicing loving words of affirmation towards ourselves, including our shadow selves. And some examples that we can do to say things to ourselves, and we can do this into a mirror. We can do this when we're driving. We can do this like if we have a um, a smartphone, we can do this on voice memos and play it back to ourselves as we're like working or, you know, we're driving in the car or we're working out. And some of these include like, I trust in you. I believe in you. I'm glad that you're in my life. You are worthy of love. You are enough. You deserve to be happy and you have so much to offer. And the next one is, and I'm a big proponent of this, like I teach this in all of my different uh, ways that I work with clients, but meditate. So you want to meditate to observe your triggers. So notice that the triggers that cause emotional reactions within you. And then what happens is once you notice them and you get like, say, okay, when this happens, I get triggered and um, this is a reaction that I feel, then you can actually meditate on them so that you can step back and you can observe what's happening and you can observe what's happening without being judgmental. And when emotions are actually coming up, you can allow yourself to actually have these emotions. Like I have had a lot of clients who have come to me and they have, you know, purchased some kind of membership with me. And like a couple months in, they start having money problems. And I'm so open and honest with my clients, you know, so my clients will DM me on it, my app and be like, you know, I'm having money problems, la, 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 whatever. So I'm aware that they're having money problems. And then all of a sudden, like I can see them start to change because they're starting to like get overwhelmed by the money issues that they're having instead of like actually working on them. And a couple, um, last year, I had a woman who I knew was having money issues And, you know, she wanted to, she was doing Ambitious Academy, but then she also wanted to do mentorship with me. And I had a call with her and I was just like, dude, this is not going to be good for either one of us because I take what I do very seriously. And if you sign a contract with me, like I take it seriously. Like, and once we go into a contractual agreement together, like I'm going to give you 150% of myself. And I just don't think that you can not only monetarily handle this, but just energetically handle this. And I was actually trying to be a good person to her and loving to her and be like, listen, you know, you're, you're barely scraping by affording Ambitious Academy. I don't want you to take on more of a load right now. Like, let's, let's go down this road in the future once you really fix your money problems with working in Ambitious Academy with your shadow work around money. And then like, 
A couple days later, she sent me the most disgusting fucking email I think I've ever, top five that I've ever received in my life. And she was like, you know, you don't show up enough on a bitch's academy. Um, I want more from you. You told me you were going to do all these things and you didn't, which is so not true. Like when, when you guys, I give too much on a bitch's academy where people sometimes get overwhelmed and they're just like, oh my God, this is so much work, you know? And she was just doing this because she was trying to get out of her contract. Um, and she's like, you know, I'm hiring a lawyer and like all this stuff. Come to find out, like she had like some money problems that I didn't even know about. And she just shut her credit card off. And I was so hurt. I remember like getting so angry and I was like, I wrote her this email, this like nasty email. And I was like, I'm going to show her blah, blah, blah. And then I had to stop and I had to say, oh my God, this has nothing to do with this woman, Katie. This is you. This is like, you know, all the times when you were younger and you were having money problems and no one helped you and no one listened to you and you had to, you know, find a way out and you had to dig yourself out of a hole like financially and you know you couldn't just screw everybody over and you couldn't just shut off your credit cards because you would have lost your business you would have lost your livelihood you would have lost your home you would have lost everything you know at the time I didn't have a husband someone to help me and to, to fall back on if god forbid something happened to my company and this woman did and it wasn't really about her bullshit even though what she did was totally wrong and it was totally desperate and if she's listening to this podcast, I hope that your money um, life has changed. Um, you probably still will be going to collections because I don't give a fuck because you signed a contract with me. <laughs> Kiss my big fat Portuguese ass like everybody pays. I don't give a shit. And I pay all my bills. So you all have to pay your bills too. And if you think I'm being a bitch, well, I am because like money is an exchange of energy. And I gave her more than enough services to like for her to shake a stick at. I showed up and I went above and beyond. So like the money um, energy of the currency is off. Like it's it's not balanced between her and I. So I'm going to make it balanced. And that's how we fix things in the higher dimensions of reality, not in a three-dimensional world. Anyways, but it wasn't about this woman and what she said to me. It was me feeling like not enough. It was me having all of these flashbacks from my money stuff when I was younger. It was me feeling like, um, you know, what if I didn't give her enough? And what if I didn't go above and beyond? And what if I, and it's like, no, I fucking did. But that all stems from my childhood, n never feeling like I'm enough, never feeling like, you know, I'm worthy and all these things. So it had nothing to do with this woman. It was all on me. And that is why it's so important to sit back and observe your thoughts and your emotions. And when you're giving your power away emotionally and energetically to someone who you know, I'm sure she didn't know I was upset for like a whole weekend of my life over it. I'm sure she didn't know that I was like horrified and, you know, I was clutching my pearls. Like she didn't give a shit because she was in a desperate mode because she was trying to get out of a contract because she was having money issues and she was trying to blame it on me, which was then triggering me to feel like I wasn't enough and all these things. And that's, and guess what? I don't feel like that anymore. I have people all the time that try to, you know, get out of their contracts or shut their credit cards off or, you know, um, won't respond to our emails after they've been delinquent. But that's just business, guys. That's just part of like, that's par for the course. I shouldn't get upset when someone doesn't pay me. I shouldn't get triggered and not feel enough. I shouldn't be any of these things. I should just be like, hey, this is my business in a three-dimensional reality. I have a small claims court. I have my attorneys and I have collections send it and let it be and bless it and release it and move on.
and just you keep showing up and giving value and serving the women that are paying you and that do love you, period, exclamation point. So the next thing is to keep a shadow journal. Keep a shadow journal. So a shadow journal is really a great and safe and practical way to express all sides of yourself. We do a lot of journaling when I work with people, even people that don't like to journal, like you could do it on voice memo. You don't have to write it. A lot of people aren't like, they're like, I hate to write and that's fine. I love writing. It's just like part of me. Um, But you can also do like voice memos and just like talk it out with yourself. But having a safe place to let out your thoughts and express yourself in a light way, in a dark way, using written or spoken word is so important. So making your shadow journal a daily practice to just sit down and write in your journal and don't censor yourself. Just, I call it free writing. You know, write whatever comes up without thinking about it. Like who cares if it's misspelt? Who cares if you didn't dot your I and cross your T? It doesn't matter. And at first, when these things come up and you put it in your journal, it's gonna feel uncomfortable, but it's great. It's important to lean into that if you want your shadow to be you know, feel heard and to be expressed. And then what's so cool is after you do your shadow journal for a while, you can go back and you can be like, wow, I've really evolved. Look at me. And the next thing is to express your inner shadow artistically. I love to do this stuff too. Um, I'm, I, I love to sing. I love music. I love anything like that. But art is really a powerful way to let your shadow self express itself. And it can be especially beneficial if journaling isn't like the way to go, right? Like a lot of people like, I don't like to journal and I'm so my thing. But you, art therapy is like one of the best ways to treat trauma and to let your shadow self be free. So allow yourself to feel all the emotions you need. And when you're creating the art, like, like to let it all just bubble up. So even if these emotions are dark, I mean, think about some of your favorite songs, some of your favorite artists in the world, some of your favorite painters. Most of them created this beautiful song or this beautiful painting or this sculpture or whatever when they were like in the depths of despair, right? Think about that. That was shadow work, like coming to fruition and creating into a three-dimensional reality. So you can do this um, through painting or sculpting or singing or digital art or music or, you know, playing an instrument or decorating your home or gardening or anything like working out even any of those things where you're moving your body. Right. And don't afraid to be spontaneous because most artistic people are spontaneous and who cares what it looks like? Who cares what it sounds like? Just let it out. So the last one that I'm going to share with you before we wrap up, and in the next uh, podcast, I'm going to give you shadow work prompts. So the first thing I want you guys to do is I want you guys to listen to this podcast in its entirety, maybe a couple times, and really listen to the words that I'm saying. The second thing is to get over to Ambitious, the app, and start seeing like what we're doing over there with shadow work. And then on next week's podcast, we're going to do some hardcore shadow work prompts to help you really kickstart your ambitious shadow work journey. But the last thing I want to leave here uh, before I commence this uh, podcast episode is starting with an inner dialogue. So you can really learn from your shadow by having an inner conversation with it. And to do this, you can use a process similar to meditation. So what you do is you ask your shadow some questions and you wait for the answer. So keep an open mind, even if it feels weird, take note to the answer and make sure that you're listening without judgment. So 
the other day I was going to a party and where this person lives is literally, literally an East Cuddy bumfuck. And I, my GPS and my Range Rover just would not work. My phone, it was like dead. It was like a dead zone. So I was like 45 minutes late showing up to this um, party. And it was all with people I didn't know. I only knew, I only knew one other person at the party. And you know me, I'm a social butterfly. Like I could talk to the best of them, but like I didn't know the people that were going to be there. And I was kind of a little nervous. Like, oh, what if they don't like me? What if they think I'm this? What if they think I'm that? So then the bitch is already like 45 minutes late and I'm driving around aimlessly um, on the seacoast of New Hampshire, trying to like find where I can um, reboot my GPS on my Range Rover where I had like <clears throat> some bars, you know, and I had no bars. I was just driving around. I was like shaking and I was like, what the fuck? These people are going to think of this thing. And I stopped myself and I was like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I let my shadow tell me. And then I said, okay, so what if you're four, 45 minutes late and these people think you're an asshole? Who really cares? Why is this triggering you? Why is this da 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 da? And I was, and all this stuff come up, came up where when I was younger, my grandmother was like, you know, on time is late. Lateness is so rude. Lateness is this. Lateness is that. So in my mind, even though I always tell my people, you know, God wants you to show up when you show up. And it says in the Bible, God goes ahead of you and makes crooked places straight. So I always will say to someone who's like nervous about being late or whatever, if they have a session with me, I'm like, you're supposed, you arrive when you're supposed to arrive. How do you know that God didn't just go in front of you and make sure that you didn't get stopped by the cops or you didn't get into a car accident or you weren't in like the movie Final Fucking Destinations behind the log truck and the logs were going to fucking come through your windshield and kill you, right? How do you know? So sometimes like the lateness is spirit's protection. And I was like, okay. And I just, and I showed up and I was a little frazzled. I'm not going to lie, but I wasn't as nearly as fucking neurotic as I was when I was driving around in my car. And then I made a bunch of new friends and it was awesome. And they were like very sweet, kind, like-minded people. And I was like, oh, this was so good. I'm so happy that I didn't just turn around and go to a bar and get fucking white girl wasted. Cause that's what I wanted to do. I was so triggered and so like overwhelmed. So start that inner dialogue with yourself. You know, ask your shadow, like, why is this coming up? What does this mean? Why is this triggering you? What is this from your childhood? Like, talk to yourself. God gave you the availability to have a conversation with yourself. Why not have the conversation? All right. So I'm stopping right now. It's 11, 11 a.m. Where, when I'm recording this. So God is telling me to cut the shit. And this is a sign to get out in the sunshine because it's a beautiful day here in southern New Hampshire. But listen to what I say about shadow work and then next week let's start doing some really hardcore shadow work prompts and let's get this party started before i go don't forget about bitchapalooza and don't forget about the second semester of ambitious academy and also don't forget to pick up the book ambitious and schedule your clarity call with me it's totally free why not do it all right guys i love each and every one of you don't forget to share this with all of your people tag me on instagram Tell me what you're thinking about this podcast. Don't forget if you listen on iTunes to leave a five-star and written review. It just helps us get out there in the faces of more and more future ambitious. And in the meantime, I love you all. And don't forget to stay ambitious. Ambitious.